Hi, everybody. Welcome to Total Wellness Radio. This is Dan Young, and this is episode 59. We are so excited that you took time out of your busy schedule to join us. I have a young man with me from Southern Colorado, and his name is Chuck Deloitte. Chuck, are you on the line with us okay? Sure am. Awesome. So thankful that you took time also to be with us. Chuck has an interesting an interesting history, and, and as he and I have just uh, recently got acquainted and and started uh, getting to know each other and our backgrounds and some of the the, the, the similar ground that we have chewed, chewed up together in, in our education. And his, his comment about, for the rest of my life, shocked by his doctor, and uh, he was, uh, he was uh, pretty much uh, astounded by the fact that I'm going to have to take pharmaceutical drugs in order to have a good quality of life and a duration of life. That's kind of some of the things that, that Chuck was uh, curious about. When he started on a path to natural and non-invasive uh, education to find out what he could do for himself to better uh, improve the quality of his health. And uh, so, Chuck, I see that you are a CNHP through Trinity College. You're completing your naturopathic program as well. And, uh, man, i got to tell you, I'm, I'm so, super excited to have you on the show with me today. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate the invite. And, yeah, I've been looking forward to this as well. You've got some really cool things going on. I'm just going to dive right into it here because I think that uh, the YouTube channel that you have, uh, it's called SoCo Natural Health on YouTube, S-O-C-O Natural Health, is, uh, is pretty fascinating. You've got some really good quality things on there, some snippets of good education that you're sharing with people. How did you, uh, how did you embark on that piece of, of the process? Let's start there with your YouTube channel. it's a, the best media out there right now for reaching a broader audience so I had talked about it for a while and I guess it's been about a year now since I've been making videos for my channel and uh, there's an old saying that the best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago the second best time is today and you know I'm just really happy that I've actually created the channel and now I've uploaded uh, several different series. I've got a My Experience series. I've got a Top 3 series and a lot of other videos on that channel. And it's just been a great way to get more information out there and tell people with their natural health and stuff. A lot of the times they're like, wait, I need to be writing this down because there's no way I can remember this. And then I'm like, don't. It's on my YouTube channel. So just yeah. go check out this video or that video kind of deal so yeah that's awesome I really appreciate your channel it's good quality I like the way it comes across you share what I love about it is that there's there's some simplicity in it but yet there's a very meaningful message even though some of your videos are just minutes long I mean they're not, it's not a long period of content but what you're sharing is good stuff and I applaud you I hope you keep doing it thank you very much yeah I think that's kind of key nowadays there's so much media available out and it's called the microwave generation now like our attention span can be so short and sometimes you, the quicker the better yep. and other times you know if they got time if they're still listening then yeah I'll keep going yeah. so I like the way you just said that and it kind of leads me into some of the things that you share about as you know topics that you and I are going to have a chance to touch on today you know what I've witnessed as a practitioner is that people you know that microwave uh, generation we we've we've traded 
convenience, we've traded the quality of our health, first off, so that we can have quick, simple, easy, affordable, and, and, be, and but what we don't realize, and people like you and me and, and others, we're finally connecting the dots and educating others to the fact that when you go for quick, simple, easy, and affordable, you're actually trading in the long run that, that quality of health and that quality of your, of your life. Yes. There's always a trade-off. Yeah, I think about that, how when you go out for food nowadays, some of the best restaurants are those that cater to special dietary needs because they end up cooking everything from scratch. And there's like a place in town here, Coquettes, which is uh, mainly gluten-free. It's amazing, lots of good things. There's another vegan restaurant here. I haven't been there yet, but everybody tells me how amazing it is. And it's because... They're just starting over. They're just doing everything from scratch again. So they know what's in their products and it comes out way better. So, yep. You know, yeah, it's interesting. That. It's interesting you touch on that when people are no longer, you know, thinking that they need to improve their health with more, you know, natural, non invasive methods like what you and I are trained in. But they're actually, they're seeking it out. They want it. They're demanding it. They're forcing uh, a, a cultural shift in this country to take place. Uh, where where practitioners are going to have to be, you know, there's an old saying: the nutritionists of of you know, the doctors of today, if they're not the nutritionists of tomorrow, then the nutritionists of, of today are the doctors of tomorrow. And so, and that's happening. You and I are actually living through that. I mean, I've been in clinical practice since 2001 here in Cheyenne, and that sounds like a, a long period of time, but it's still just like fresh and new. And people are becoming aware. They're wanting better quality. They want to know what they're eating. They want to know that there's something that they can do that they're not going to suffer these horrendous side effects with that artificial toxic type approach to their health. And so that's, I'm glad that you're, that you're experiencing that. You guys in Colorado, you're, you're a little ahead of us uh, up here in Wyoming. You guys are uh, kind of ahead of the curve. Yeah, in some ways, but still, if I tell people that I'm completing my naturopath training or whatever, then sometimes people will be like, oh, I've never heard of a naturopath. But yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I, I think as the further you go west, it seems, there's more uh, uh, opening minds when it comes to alternative therapies and natural health and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, the more people like you and I pull together and, and have a consistent uh, voice and are sharing similar messages, similar content. You know, we might have a different little approach and we might have different things that, that we aspire to be really good at. You know, some people want to be great chefs and, and vegan cooks and do paleo and others want to get into the consulting realm, you know, and uh, still others want to manufacture products that are safe for people that they can, can rely on and, and believe in. But I think the more you and I and people like us have a voice and get the word out, uh, the more people are going to start waking up to the fact that this is truly the way of the future. Yeah, I, I really think there's something big going on across across the globe for sure because the bottom line is people are just looking into things more now than they ever have before. There's yeah. so much more information available to them and it's so much easier to access. Yeah. So. I think, and then, and then with that kind of comes its own series of challenges, right? I mean... Now, what can I believe in and what is efficacy? You know, what does, what is potent? What is a good way to go? And, and you know, I've, I've viewed several of your videos and one of the things that you recently did, and we're just going to dive into one of the, the health topics 
that should be on everybody's mind in this country and they should do on a regular basis. You just recently uh, put yourself through your own personal parasite cleanse. Is that correct? Yeah, since about January, oh, I've okay. been doing a continual parasite cleanse, basically. Wow. And uh, I mean, I guess when I first started out, I had pretty much no symptoms. Like, there's a long list of symptoms that people could be suffering from as a result of parasites. And yeah, it was there was barely anything on there. You know, maybe a little bit of trouble sleeping, maybe a little bit of fatigue. But for the most part, I didn't really have any symptoms that would tell me I had parasites. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, go from there, Dan. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, and, and or, like you said, minimal symptoms or symptoms that people would not equate to a parasite. Absolutely. You, when you see a little right. child or anybody, even an adult, and they're itching their nose a lot, they're doing this. And you see them doing this yeah, a lot, and they part. may or may not even know it, that they're doing it. And sometimes they might think it's a yeah. habit, and they've been doing it for years. This right here, this, this itching of the nose, is one of the more common uh, parasite indicators that the body's dealing with something on an immune system level, and that the parasite. The other uh, is wild or vivid dreams. Oh, really? Yes, wild or vivid dreams and or... Children who are maybe they're three, four, five, six years of age, and maybe they're still struggling with bedwetting. So these children, that those are some of the other things that we've seen clinically that can give you some uh, can give you some indicators that uh, that there might be some parasite activity. So yeah, it's a big long list. Uh, uh, there was a natural health uh, doctor that I've seen. And for my health, he kind of started me on this journey for sure. And he gave us a printout the last time I saw him, which wasn't too long ago, actually. And it was just an astounding list. And I actually have that list, I believe, in my uh, video yep. called Coffee Talk, Coffee Enemas 3, Part 3. It's a three-parter right now. I'll probably add more to it. Okay. But yeah, besides parasites, the other big shocker is coffee enemas because our culture... Everybody's like, no, that's too extreme. That's not right. That's wacky. And, and yeah, I was on that train until recently myself. So yep. uh, as I say in the beginning of uh, the Coffee Talk series was I've often been a natural health guinea pig in a lot of ways. And if there was something that could help my family member out, I would probably try it first. And that's what it was. My wife suffers from sciatic issues here and there. And I just had somebody tell me that they got rid of their sciatic pain through coffee enemas yep and yeah me personally i've never had sciatic issues but i started trying that out and yeah it's it blew my mind because the first time i was like there's no way i can possibly do this yeah <laughs> but then yeah through that you know it it got easier and i've noticed tons of health benefits a lot of people are just completely shocked by the weight i've lost and by how healthy my skin looks so that's I've awesome. passed numerous gallstones, liver stones, and I didn't even know, because I guess a, a large percentage of the population, 80%, I think, have gallstones, liver stones, but they don't affect them in a negative aspect. So. That's right. That's right. It's, it's more common than people realize, and the problem is in this country, you know, we lose about 7,000 gallbladders a day 
throughout the country um, because people, like you say, they don't even know that they have the issue until it's too late. Yeah. Because nobody in this country is being taught prevention and preventionary approaches. We're only being taught reactionary, knee-jerk approaches to our health. Yes. And, it, and it, we just remain some of the most get misguided people on the planet when the reality of it is there's so many traditional things that we could be doing and that work and that has you know thousands of years of documented history at, for being safe, for having potency, for you know helping people restore their health. And yet people are just, you know, we're just completely, un we're in the dark ages, really, you know? Absolutely. So coffee so enemas. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, so coffee enemas, you know, one of the things that's reminded of for me is uh, Dr. Max Gershon's therapy, uh, the Gershon uh, therapy for doing that and the, the specific coffees that he used to clear the bowel, clear the pancreas, clear the liver, clear the lymphatic, um, have a major impact on all forms of cancer, all forms of cancer, uh, even stage four in his own daughter, Charlotte Gerson, who he got over stage four leukemia doing, and this was a key part of his therapy. Yeah, the Gerson Institute, I believe it's over in, uh, over by Baja, California, I think it is, the counterpart in Mexico. Yes. Uh, and they have healed numerous different issues for, you know, years and years since Max Gerson himself was running it and now his daughter's taking it over. And she still does educational uh, demonstrations in San Diego, which I actually had a friend that I suggested they go check it out. Yeah. And uh, because they were concerned that they may have cirrhosis and maybe in, uh, close to a cancer stage of cirrhosis, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, and those modalities that they use there are so inexpensive, you know, so. One of, uh, one of my, uh, uh, actually, it's a, a personal friend of mine. Uh, he came uh, here to the clinic and, and uh, uh, he, uh, I was telling him he had some real serious things going on and I'm not the type of clinic that's, that's you know, fitted to be like a 24 hour, seven day a week type care. I'm more, they visit me, we, we check and evaluate, educate, and then you know see in two or three weeks or whatever, and uh, depending on the program, and he needed a lot more than what I had to offer. I got him on the basic cleanses, we got him started, but he's down there right now as we speak, uh, going through the Gershon therapy. They, uh, I think their office is in, like you said, the San Diego area, um, you pay your fee, uh, they take you down on a bus into Baja area and take you to the to the hospital and uh, and I I hope that he's getting I hope his experience is absolutely you know blowing his mind in terms of it's not just about you know what you eat it's about a complete lifestyle change it's like you've got to look at food differently and look at what you know negatively affects you differently and there I told him I says you know they're gonna they're gonna do treatments with you yeah but you're going to be in a classroom eight hours a day learning how to take care of yourself, how to restore your health when you come back to the States. Um, this is going to be a transformation for you that uh, that's going to blow your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it's so little that we actually educate ourselves or be educated anywhere on how to actually take care of ourselves, you know. So and it's just like you said, it's so reactive. 
And I remember my wife who had uh, gallstone attacks for a number of years when the doctor said, oh, you've got gallstones. We need to schedule a surgery right away. And when she told them no, they were just shocked. They were like, well, what do you mean no? Yeah, yeah. They, they... We're, well, we're just going to take care of it naturally. Yeah. And everybody's like, what? Yeah, you know, <laughs> a lot of my classes, um, you know, and I've, I've, I've heard that same story many times. So I know exactly where you're coming from. In the classes that we teach, we, we talk about, you know, modern medicine is prominent for a couple of reasons. One, the Flexner Report of 1910, that had a lot to do with them gaining prominence in this country as the leading modality of care. But then after that, what happens is, is that you get somebody who's almost over the cliff and they're in this life-threatening situation, and modern medicine has the ability and, and the, the expertise to reach in and grab them and save a life, right? Where natural, traditional medicine, not modern, but traditional, what you and I study and aspire to to educate and, and share in our own lives, tells people weeks or months or years in advance, hey, there's a cliff over there, stay away from that edge, it's unsafe, don't go down that path, it's going to take you to destruction. And so we're sharing this with people months and years in advance, and... It's kind of like well, Becca and I have this this common story we share on our on our Facebook page about being the guy on the Titanic beating on the doors, telling people that the ship is sinking, and they want to come to the door and debate or ponder whether that's true or not. And I'm like, okay, next, I'm I'm going to the next door. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about keto. Are you are you a keto fan? Let's shift gears a little bit here. I am absolutely a keto evangelist. Um, that's actually a YouTube channel. Uh, that's not me, literally, but yes, I am all about the ketogenic lifestyle. I have known of people who use keto just to drop a few pounds here and there. But the bottom line is, keto is a long-term, well-researched lifestyle. Yes, it is. That's that's. I have been on it for a year now, and I've lost probably sixty to seventy pounds. And right feel on. better, look better, and there's just so many health benefits. I believe it was originated in the early 1900s as a cancer treatment yep. and a cancer preventative. Yep. And uh, I've noticed tons of benefits. Uh, your brain needs fat, your eyes need fat, and uh, for me, I noticed that I sleep less and have deeper sleep on a ketogenic diet. Mm -hmm. And if, you're, if the listeners out there don't know anything about the ketogenic diet, it's a low-carb, high-fat diet where I consume maybe 70 or 80 or higher percentage of my daily intake of food is mostly fat. And that runs contrary to our uh, what we've been taught with the food pyramid and all the other things that are out there for our health. Yep. And... Uh, a lot of people maybe have heard of a more popular version, the paleo diet, which is kind of eliminating grains and reducing carbs and, and getting rid of breads and et cetera, things like that, getting back to uh, natural things that come from the earth in a lot of ways. And I actually just was watching a video about the guy behind paleo, and he was fully in support of the ketogenic diet, mm -hmm. but he just thought there was no way you could convince any American to eat that amount of fat. Right. And that's why it became the paleo diet. So, yep. But yeah, ketogenic, um, 
amazing stuff. I love it. And I feel like it's such a man's diet. Right. It is. It <laughs> is. It's all the bad stuff you're not supposed to eat. And when you do it and get that, that ketosis going, it's, it's amazing how well you feel. It's amazing. We just lost it. Go here. That's all right. We got you back. We're good. So, um, have you heard of a gentleman by the name of... All right. You all right? One more time. You broke up. Have you, you heard of a gentleman by the that? name of uh, Dominic D'Agostino? I don't think so. You might want to check him out. He's on YouTube. If you go into a TED Talk, I love... You know, you're right about the 1900s, the ketogenic lifestyle. It was a treatment for cancer. It was recently rediscovered at a very high level on a scientific basis. Dr. Dominic, uh, Dominic D'Agostino, he was commissioned by the Navy Research Center to do studies with the Navy SEALs because the rebreathers were giving them seizures. And what he discovered... Wow. What he discovered was, is because of the carbohydrate nature of their diet, the oxygenation in, in, the, in the brain was having a major impact on creating these seizures with these rebreathers. So he changed their diet to ketogenic, got the body burning fat as fuel rather than carbs and, and sugars as fuel, and the rebreathers, the, they, they were no longer affected by the rebreathers. The Navy research center actually was the commissioning um, body that that funded his research so this is all very well documented and he also showed and and has recently showed that that certain cancers um seizures things of that nature and all the uh, all the different things that this is beneficial for and so that's just within the last um i think his videos on ted talk about the last two or three years he was on there um, and so there is a definite resurgence of the understanding and the importance and, and just as important the scientific validation of uh, the quality of, of lifestyle and diet that ketogenic does for people. Absolutely. That was, I made a video recently about uh, the whole medicine industry. That's the thing about validation you know, it can be so difficult to validate certain claims by herbalists or other different things, uh, basically because there's not a lot of money to put into the research, right? So, like, coconut oil, you know, I mean, you got to, you know, you can get, you know, 32 ounces, 64 ounces for under 10 bucks sometimes. Yeah. You know, there's it can be very difficult to prove the efficacy and that's where it goes back to what we were talking about you have to kind of get into stuff and learn and believe what you believe yeah and yeah there's so much information that can be contrary out there so yeah you know it's interesting you talk about the money for research several years ago there was a scientist he's actually from from down in Colorado in your neck of the woods a Dr. Stephen Chernisky and he wrote a book called The DHEA Breakthrough. Um, it was a very popular book, uh, very well written, very well documented, but he lacked a lot of scientific trials to prove his theories. He was approached by a man who owns the third largest aloe vera production uh, plantations in the world, 
And he said, well, Stephen, I read your book and I really like it. But he says, um, how would you like to prove it? And he says, well, what do you mean? And he says, well, he says, I will put you in a lab. I'll, I'll buy you a genomics lab and I'll put you in that lab and you can study nutrition at the DNA level to prove if you can actually sh uh, turn on naturally, turn on the anabolic side of the metabolism and shut down catabolic side, even in an elderly person. And so they went to work and they actually proved it. And the company's name is Unigen and they do ACI testing, which is uh, anabolic catabolic indexing. And, uh, but I share that to say this, what got Stephen started on this was a university in California. They were doing studies with laboratory animals and they were reversing cognitive thinking. They were improving cognitive thinking and cognitive responses in these lab animals. And they were, and they, and it made the news. And Stephen was really excited about it. And he got a hold of me. He says, well, hey, this sounds great. When are we going to have clinical trials? And the university said, oh, we'll never get money for clinical trials because we did it with blueberries. Yeah. Absolutely mind-bending. No. There's no money in blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> not, not enough money in blueberries. <laughs> so do you, um, do you practice, you mentioned the, the coconut oil. Do you practice uh, the oil pulling, the technique that, that, uh, of oil pulling? Do you do that a lot? Yes, I do. There is a My Experience video about the oil pulling, and it's really quick. I can talk about that simply. I used to suffer a lot of sinus congestion issues, and a little bit to this day, but not nearly what it was. And so there's a Dr. Bruce Fife, who is a naturopathic doctor here in the Springs, but he actually has speaking engagements all across the world, and I don't think he's here very often, to be honest with you. Occasionally, I'll hear about a local talk that he does, but other than that, his book, Oil Pulling Therapy, uh, suggested that I pull oil three times a day, 20 minutes at a time, and I did that when I first woke up or before breakfast, before lunch, or before dinner, or before going to bed. And for me personally, in two weeks, my sinuses cleared. Like it was just like a blast. It just opened right up. And I hadn't been able to breathe that well since I could remember. And now if anything is in the air, like any kind of allergen, then a really short little bit of oil pulling here and there will completely resolve it for me. And I've also put maybe just a tiny amount up my nose for clearing congestion here and there. And uh, recently there was a video out there that became a hit piece on oil pulling, talking about that very thing of putting coconut oil up your nose. Yep. And this doctor, who I used to have a lot of respect for, it looks like completely did a 180 on all his natural health kind of deals that I used to be really down for. But anyway, so he said that there's a risk of uh, lipoid pneumonia, which is a type of pneumonia due to fat because coconut oil could go down and get into your lungs and cause, uh, you know, breathing, respiratory issues. And so after I saw that, I was furiated because this is a modality that's so simple, so cost-effective, anybody could use it, and pretty much anybody could oil pull, you know. And then when I tried to find research statistics on lipoid pneumonia, I could only find a few cases here and there. So yep. 
that tells me there's not really a risk. No. You know, and that 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 sounds exactly like the medical field today. There's too many fear fear tactics out there. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And that's so discouraging. So. Yeah. You know, modern medicine does have its place. I mean, when you you know, I ride a motorcycle. Absolutely. I love motorcycles. And if I lay that thing down and I'm torn to you know torn in half, uh, don't dump a bunch of cayenne pepper on me to stop the bleeding. Uh, or maybe a little bit, but get me to a surgeon that can put me together and get me the right medication to you know stabilize me and save a life. But then after that, let me go the traditional route, which is the natural, non-invasive, you know, the non-toxic methods. They've got such a better track record. Uh, but like we've already touched on, you know, there's no research funding um, by any of the uh, pharmaceutical companies uh, that are going to be interested in, in pursuing that kind of thing. So it's just really tragic. So hopefully things like what you and I are doing right here, right now, day in and day out, will reach people, have an impact, create an awareness, and get them prompted to uh, start taking some better, you know, making better decisions and taking better actions. Absolutely. So earthing, I'm interested in this. Is, is, is earthing like grounding? I've heard the term grounding. Is it similar? Yep. It's the same thing. Yes, okay. I'm actually earthing now. And yeah, I'm inside my home and I'm connected to the earth. Uh, this is one of those things that kind of expanded my horizons, my knowledge base, everything like that, and just open-mindedness. Because when I first heard about it, it sounded kooky. But yes, it's basically a barefoot revolution where we were made to be connected to this earth that we live on. And... Uh, the earth has its own energy source and, you know, whether that's magnetism or something else, it definitely gives off something that we need. Um, I've heard of a lot of old stories of how, or maybe even it just comes naturally to some animals. Like if an animal is sick, they will dig deep into the earth and kind of just lay inside. And a lot of the times animals do that anyways. Yep. So what I found out is it basically helps me sleep a lot better, for one thing. And overall, it has been known to help improve uh, blood functioning, blood flow, because a lot of people on a lot of people on the standard American diet, uh, you know, you might as well measure their blood in, uh, you know, five WD, whatever, or, you know, five twenty W, and you know, all those different oil grades, because yep. a lot of the blood running America is like sludge. Yep. And yeah, Earthing can help with that. Uh, there's a great book written by Clint Ober, who is the modern guy who made a resurgence of this type of practice. And it's called Earthing, the most uh, important uh, health science discovery ever. And uh, it's a very thick book. And he talks about individuals who have autoimmune health possibly just by earthing could completely re reduce it. It may not be an overnight thing. It definitely would not be an overnight thing. Sure. Um, but a lot of people have seen a lot of benefits from earthing, just being connected to the earth again. I mean, if you ever go for a walk on the beach, you know, anywhere where we live, there's probably not too many beaches, but right. you know, you go on vacation, you feel refreshed because you had your feet and your toes in the sand yeah. and it's because of the energy the earth gives off and that we're able to grab a hold of and take into our body. In uh, India, Ayurvedic medicine, I believe they called it prana. In traditional Chinese medicine, yep. uh, in the 
energy charts that they have. There's the grounding root on the bottom of your foot, and that's pretty close to the center lower part of your ball. That's supposed to be the best area for your body to connect with the earth. And yeah, for me, it helped me sleep and it still helps me sleep a lot better yeah. and just relieve anxiety, stress, pressure, anything. So it's wonderful. You notice it almost immediately walking around. We're going into the time of year now for you and I and in the Wyoming, Colorado area where we're getting some green grass out there. And, and so walking around barefoot, I know it sounds like simplistic. It sounds almost hippie-ish for people that might be yeah. listening to you and I for the first time on this topic. But I can assure you without hesitation, doing it for decades now, it is one of the better therapies you can possibly do for yourself on a daily basis when the weather permits uh, to go out and walk around barefoot uh, outside for 15 or 20 minutes on a daily basis. You'll you'll just do the experiment. And I like that's what I love about your YouTube channel too. It's like, listen, these aren't these aren't difficult. They're not, you know, intellectually challenging things to, you know, to a big degree. They're very simplistic in their nature and the idea behind them and just do them. Do the experiment. Be the experiment. Experience it for yourself and and watch how your body responds to it. You'll be amazed. Absolutely. Uh, and it's really, like you said, it's so easy to do. You don't have to buy some of these earthing products even. You could just create an earthing uh, sheet of your own if you wanted to try it out while you sleep. And it has some interesting impacts on your body when you first try it. For me personally, I noticed that I became like a temperature pendulum. I was swinging to really hot, to really cold. And for the initial people who try that, and if they don't get past that phase... They may, may become a little bit, you know, weary or scared or shocked that those things are happening within their body just by being connected to the earth again. And uh, I can totally relate to that. Yeah, so. that's awesome. That works so well. And it's 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 one of those things that sound like I said, it sounds simplistic, but it works. You'll feel it. Just try it. Yeah. Just do it. Do it for a week and just monitor how you feel. Yeah, I I often enjoy going out and watching the sunset, and a lot of the times if I do that, you know, I just take my shoes off, get my feet on the ground, and it, it really helps your body produce melatonin and different hormones that help you sleep, basically, yes. and it's huge. I highly suggest it. Yeah, it's huge, and you, you said it earlier, you know, in, in most people, the blood is supposed to be, it's supposed to be considered the river of life, but in most people, it's a swamp, so let's get it cleared up. <laughs> Hey, we got one more little topic we want to kind of touch on here and then get ready to do a little outro at the end. But nightshade sensitivity. This was one of the last topics that you and I were going to kind of touch on. Can you kind of educate our listeners a little bit on what you mean by nightshade sensitivities? All right. Well, nightshades would be, the most common ones would be peppers, tomatoes, potatoes. Those would be the most common. There's many other ones out there in that category. But originally, I uh, had a friend that told them, their uh, doctor told them to stay away from goji berries. And, you know, goji berries is a very hot superfood these days. Sure. And I looked into it. The only thing I could find was that goji berry is a type of nightshade. And that led me onto a symptoms list of uh, nightshade sensitivity. And reading through this pretty long list, not as long as the parasite list, of course, but uh, reading through this list, 
I was kind of shocked that it was basically describing my wife to a T. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, one of those is, um, one of those symptoms would be close interpersonal combative relationship. <laughs> so, I love my wife, um, and... She loves me very much, and I felt very touched to realize that she really does consider me as a close interpersonal relationship. That's awesome. Everybody needs that in their relationship. Uh, basically, when I read this list and all these things, and my wife links up with these this list so well, I ended up asking, I was like, honey, do you think we could cut out the tomatoes and see if there's any difference? And... In one week, we cut out tomatoes alone, and she said, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I have control of my emotions. I I feel like a whole new person yep. in one week's time moving nightshades. Yep. So I suggest people look into nightshade sensitivity and finding a more complete list, yep. because if there's a close inter interpersonal relationship that seems to be a bit, a bit combative, then it may be a nightshade sensitivity. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it was a stunner for us. The more research that I've done on nightshades, um, I found that they say if you remove the peels and the seeds from the nightshades, then you should have less of a reaction if you're sensitive. And, uh, going from that, you know, a, a tomato, it's like, what's left after that? <laughs> so maybe it's better give it up or if you can find a canned variety that says peeled and unseated I they are out there I've seen them here and sure. there yeah um, but yeah that was another thing just another shocker on my health journey that tomatoes could be the cause of so many problems yeah in fact you know I'm glad we're, we're kind of ending the, this segment on this on a, a really high note and all of our topics that you've that you've shared with us today and touched on for me have been exceptional I want to thank you for that the nightshade issue is so important clinically that we actually have a separate standalone handout, an education piece that we use from Dr. Sherry Rogers. She wrote a book uh, called uh, Pain-Free in Six Weeks. Um, she's out of Sarasota, Florida, and a, a good resource for you to kind of maybe look into if you're not familiar with Dr. Rogers' work. Um, it'll give you a more detailed, like you mentioned, a list of the of the nightshades and the impact that this has on the hormones, on the immune system, on behavioral, and on pain, pain cases um, uh, that were, were non-responsive to pharmaceutical drugs, found oh, wow. themselves within days or weeks 80 to 90% free of pain by uh, following Dr. Rogers' approach, and, and it's really all around the nightshades. So thank you for, uh, thank you for bringing that up. It's really important. Excellent. So, uh, as we get ready to close up here, Chuck, what uh, what is the what's the future hold for you? What are, what are you looking to uh, to do in the near future and, and continuing on this uh, this path path of educating people? Uh, I just really hope to continue to grow my YouTube channel, help people out, you know, and change the world, possibly one person at a time or one YouTube video at a time. So, yeah, I mean, that's the only thing. Just it would really help out if you guys could like, share, subscribe. If any of this information in the in the uh, podcast 
today has been helpful to you, that'd be great. You know. Well, we're gonna make sure. And, we're gonna make sure and give you uh, uh, give you a ton of uh, our platform time and all the platforms that we use. Stay on the line with me. Chuck, as we get ready to close this up here, I'm going to make a few comments, but don't don't go away. I want to talk to you off the air here a little bit. Um, okay. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us on Total Wellness Radio. This was episode 59 uh, with your uh, with your guest today, Chuck Deloy. Please tune into his YouTube channel, SoCo Natural Health, S O C O Natural Health on YouTube, and we look forward to having you tune in to the next episode. That will do it for Total Wellness Radio. Thank you once again for tuning in. And just to mention as a reminder, don't forget about our six-day mentorship program for practitioners who really want to thrive in the natural wellness industry and build a long-lasting, sustainable, prosperous business. We do a six-day hands-on immersion where for four days, you follow me and my staff around. We see well over 120 people in clinical practice. Plus, we spend day five in the classroom putting your practice all together on paper in the practice creation form. And finally, day six, hands-on drilling with nutritional kinesiology, one of the most effective ways to evaluate a client's needs that there is today. So for reaching out to us on that, just call me directly, 307-631-5300, the number 307-631-5300 for more information on our six-day mentorship program. And thank you once again for tuning in to Total Wellness Radio.